Hi everybody and welcome to Flip Connect. I am your host Corey Harrington. Today we're going to talk about the credit crisis aftermath and my success, my individual success. How I was able to go through the credit crisis and this is 2008 so we're going to jump back a little bit here and discuss that. I'm going to go over my pre-investing strategy, um, the part where I went through understanding that we're going into a recession and how to deal with this, the unique situations that I had with properties that I owned pre-crisis. Uh, my credit took a big hit during this time. I'll talk a little bit about that, uh, partnerships and uh, how I handled it after the fact. So let's get right into it. So overview, pre-crisis. From 2003 to 2008, I was investing in areas of Idaho, California, and Texas. And during that time, you know, I was working full-time as a stockbroker and I had my holdings. And um, most of them, well, one, two, two of them came up, uh, you know, two of them I, were, I, I invested in uh, because I, I needed a place to live, right? So my first property was a townhouse in LA and this was, um, you know, this was a property that I talked about in a couple other episodes. And so when I purchased that, it was out of necessity. I did not want to rent. I lived at my aunt's house for a couple of months before, um, even before I bought the property while I was looking for other housing and I did ended up staying in one place in Castaic and this was I forgot that name when I was talking about it in the last episode I just I couldn't remember but anyway it was Castaic. Castaic is up near Stevenson's Ranch, Santa Clarita you know that whole area so Newhall was a property I owned a home in Newhall which is all part of that so you know uh, Stevenson's Ranch is a really nice side Newhall is kind of the up-and-coming side, lower-end side, at least at that time. It's been years since I've been back there, so I do not know the status of that place, but status, I said status, status of that place. I did not know, I do not know what it's like right now. I'm sure, you know, it's doing well like many other areas, but at any rate, you know, that one and the other one in Martinez that I talked about as well, those were those are properties that I owned, uh, that I needed to, uh, uh, it was my home. And so those became investments. So my true non-occupied investments were in Idaho and Texas. California was, you know, those are my homes. At any rate, I just kept everything I had. I never sold anything until, you know, the credit crisis hit and I had to let properties go as in let them go back to the bank. So that was, that was a tough pill to swallow. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. 2007, 2008, in that time frame, I was getting ready to move to Texas. And my rentals were doing well. I did not have any concerns about the economy. Everything was fine, nor, nor did many, many, many people, but I, I didn't have any concerns. So, you know, I just went about my, my normal life and continued my... Um, my activities, the other things that, that, that I was doing, and it wasn't a problem. So as I was getting ready to move to 
Texas, I rented out my property in Martinez and I rented it out for well over $5,000 a month. I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but that was going right for that time and that, that property. And when I moved out here, we rented a place um, and we also rented leased office space for my prop for my investment company. So things were going fine. I was collecting rent everywhere. Then the credit crisis hit. So the credit crisis was pretty tough. So when we came out here, we did expect you know the financing to not be a problem, the business to be healthy. You know uh, the economy is doing well, housing prices doing well, and then this thing hit. Boom and we had to make some pretty tough choices so i think i've talked about this in the past i don't want to go over it in too much detail but it was time to make some tough decisions so we let go of our california properties we ultimately let go of the idaho property and then i sold the texas property in exchange as part of a down payment for the property that i lived in for about 11 years or i'm sorry seven years and that was the property on marymont that i talked about before as well so we, I got rid of all of them. So I let, I let the bank take the California properties back and the Idaho property when the tenants were unable to pay. And, you know, I had, I had, you know, credit problems at that point in time too, because all of the lines of credit that we had and our property, um, equity lines and you know, all of our spending ability went away because of the credit crisis and so we had to make tough choices we either fight and spend every dime we have to save our properties and save our credit or take a loss and move forward so we took a loss and we moved forward that was a tough decision now i'm looking at things in 2021 jumping full full swing into this next cycle where i believe that we are in a similar situation as we are as we were in 2008 with regard to consumer confidence pre-crisis 2008 was clearly the great recession 2021 is clearly undetermined at this point we don't know but i think it's going to take a dip i think that the market needs to correct so I am approaching 2021 similarly to the way I'm appro I approached the credit crisis. With exception to the fact that I don't have to let go of any properties, my credit's doing fine, I've just learned my lessons from 2008 and refuse to continue to invest aggressively in uncertain times. So that's, that's the big takeaway there. When I let go of my properties, I did save money. I took every dime I had remaining. I put it into maintaining my office, making sure people were paid. My employees were taken care of. My notes on other properties were taken care of. All my going forward obligations in my new business are taken care of. And that means marketing dollars, future budget for that. I also knew that I needed additional working capital and I needed lending capital to buy, buy renovate, and sell properties. My 
strategy initially was to just wholesale everything. When the credit crisis happened, I had to think about my strategy and open things up to virtually every strategy available that would work within a relatively short time frame. Relatively short time frame, meaning six months or less, ideally weeks. And wholesaling made perfect sense, but it was also difficult to get people to buy properties at that time because people were freaking out. People were losing money. People, this was a, this was a credit crisis and it was hard to get the credit they needed to borrow the money that they needed to acquire these properties. So there are properties that we had to renovate and sell. We were able to do those at very, very deep discounts because very few people can afford it at that time. Very few people felt confident in the market at that time, yet everyone needs a home to live in. So it became really my focus at that point in time was price. I made all my decisions based on price. If I can get an amazing deal, a ridiculous deal, a deal that now, full disclosure, I do explain everything to the seller of the property. I'm not trying to get rich quick here. The, the, the objective here is that we're being fair and honest and have full disclosure. And it's got to make sense for both parties. And people were saying, yes, it worked out well. It was understood. The market conditions were known and people were willing to walk away from their problems just as I had to walk away from mine. Otherwise, I would have been out of business back then. Um, so, this time around in 2021, I am somewhat holding my breath. I am still looking for properties. I'm still making offers. I'm still making transactions happen. And I'm still running my business. That hasn't stopped. But the way I approach things is not the way that a lot of other people are, which is take any offer you can get and flip it quickly because you never know when the bottom's gonna fall out. Well, I don't wanna wait for that bottom to fall out. I don't wanna be stuck holding the bag as I've seen many, many people in 2008, they were left holding the bag and they lost a lot of money on their deals. I've seen a lot of people go out of business. I've seen people go out of business in the best market, in the best time where there's no other reason. It's 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 their own reasons their uh, their budgeting their planning that how they spend what they buy afterwards you know are, are they are they savvy investors are they following the numbers are they doing the right things you know there's a million reasons a million ways people can go out of business but at that time there was also this big red flare big you know giant uh, warning sign and we don't necessarily have that warning sign. It's not glaring. I'm not seeing it. I, I, I read some comments and I, I observe how the market is, is trending, but it isn't, it isn't screaming, stop, slow down. It, no one's going to tell you when it's time to buy and when it's time to sell. You got to figure that out on your own. So for me, it's time to kind of wait, be conservative, look for screaming deals. And screaming deals are not happening because everybody is just buying up everything. There's a shortage. And uh, I may be wrong, but uh, at this point in time, I'm perfectly happy where I'm at. I'm in a good financial position and I do not need to make high risk decisions. And nor would I, even if I was um, in any other kind of financial position, my, my strategy is going to be the same. Uh, conservative 
relatively conservative, take the right risks, look at the future and trend the trends and you know go with your gut at the end of the day get as much information as you can then you got to make a decision and that does involve some gut so my gut is telling me to slow down for now so that was my experience uh, pre and post crisis now right after i stopped well let's see right after I let my properties go right at the point where I'm like, oh man, I need to, you know, get out of my office space commitment. I want to, I need to work from home. I just started this business and I just had set up my office and everything else, but I need to get away from that. I need to spread my risk. So I sold a property to a couple of guys in the past, recent past, wholesaled it to them. And they had an office. They were a, a luxury home builder, and the luxury home market was hit pretty hard at that time. So they were no longer doing that, and they were looking to, you know, get involved into in, in the smaller, medium size homes, medium size price points, and uh, relatively quick turnover transactions, and not build. And I was smart, and so they were looking for properties to to, to buy to renovate and fix. And so they, they were a good client. They would make an ideal person to sell to. They would also understand the business and make an ideal employee, make an ideal partner. So I decided to partner up with them provisionally. I got out of my lease contract. I moved into their office space, covered their expenses, covered some base salary for them and got them running um, using my platform working with the franchise working with me we we set set off to uh to stabilize and 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 do well in our business um i'll go into the details of all of that some other one others i can have another podcast if you guys are interested in knowing the exact the ins and outs of that partnership but at any rate that's what i did i let go of investments that were that did not have a, a ton of equity in them, that were not performing phenomenally, that could start to deteriorate in terms of the cash flow, that could start to go down in equity, that could ultimately be a negative debt load, and I did not want to maintain those properties. That's, that was another reason why, primary reason why I got rid of those other properties. And so I cleaned the slate, lowered my debt, moved in with uh, with some other uh, you know moved in moved offices and, and consolidated that and, and took on partners and then sourced outside investment capital and uh, I you know I was successful from that uh, I did well over time it, it served me well and it was a good strategy and that's how I got through the Great Recession so the takeaway from that is I adapted I changed my strategy and I did it relatively quickly and it, it kept me afloat. So at any rate, that was my story for today. If you want to hear more about that or have different, I could have different breakout sessions and talk about partnerships or how I make my decisions, what we went through in a partnership. Or you can talk about the trainings I had every week. You know, I had meetings with, with my staff and my partners and we came together and 
and discuss things and looked at productivity, so on and so forth. We can go into those kind of things if you're interested. So tell me what you think about that. And uh, thank you for listening. This is Corey Harrington, your host for Flip Connect. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to talk about 2018 and 2019. We're going to talk about my experiences that I went through during that time. The, then we're kind of wrapping up the, the past and 2021 and 2020 2021 will be the last. So there may be three or four additional podcasts discussing those years. I'd love to hear from you guys. Please give me some feedback. Let me know what you're thinking. If you want to be on the, the show and share your experiences, I'd love to have you. So I am now starting to open up to having callers come in come in and discuss their their uh, experiences. Um, if they have any questions for me, I'd love to answer them and help you guys out. All right. Thank you for listening.